Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from April the 18th, 1992. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and sub to the channel, and hit the like button on the video and help us continue to grow our channel. Uh, big time shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childress, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and being the sponsors of this show. And you too can become a patron by going to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Got a Patreon shout out this week as well. But I will do that right after I throw it to the man who's been having the blues since Sunday, September the 24th. Because his Cowboys did the job to the low-life Cardinals. Mr. 17-0, Super Bowl suck it. Once again, he's let down. Doc, how was your weekend? Hey, I'm going to come out and face this thing just like Deion Sanders did. You know, sometimes you get your butt kicked in life, and I'm not going to run from it. We played terrible. We weren't prepared. It was poor coaching. It was poor execution. It was it was everything in all facets of the game. We were 11 and a half point favorites. We lost by 12 to a team that was, I mean, borderline SEC team. Inexcusable. Uh, I expect this to get fixed this week. Um, I expect it as a quick turnaround. We're going to pull the nose up on this thing. Um, and if we do, there's no reason to, to get down in, on ourselves. 16 and one looks doable. Um, you just got to get back to the basics, stop committing the, the, the penalties, not turning the ball over, creating turnovers, you know, basic, fundamental, good football. And, uh, we'll be fine. How, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You're not skating. At least I don't, at least I don't have crab legs running around trying to be my quarterback. Oh, you're not skating that easy. Okay. No you're not, way. no, you're not skating that easy. You see Harper and I are realists. We yeah. don't sit here and come on here and yell 17 and no Super Bowl suck it because we're not a moron like you. And it's so funny. All those little excuses you just gave, it's like rinse, repeat. This is every single time they fall flat on their face because we know that's what's going to happen. And all of your little cowboy fans do the same thing yearly. We them boys, this our year. Oh, we fell flat on our face. We're going to go, but, but next week we'll get it. Oh, playoffs, we'll get it. Wash, rinse, repeat. Same story Damn. over and over. It kind of is, for real. It's the every, same thing. Every team, every team loses a regular season game, Mike, except for two. Ever. Right. So 
we're supposed to just dismiss that for the last eight years of us doing this show, first was 16-0, and now that they have 17 games, now 17-0 Super Bowl suck it. We're supposed to just dismiss for the last eight years you, you've started the same way every single year, and it, it always turns out the same way with either a playoff loss or missing the playoffs. Is it within the realm of possibility that I am exaggerating for effect for the good of the show? Yeah, I'm not going there with you. Oh, you wouldn't because yeah. you don't want to admit that it's a work. But I'll give away I'll give away some some Patreon level content. I didn't pick the Cowboys to win the division in the damn football picks. Well, no, don't pick? let don't let Giants? him pull the wool over your eyes because he did something else as it pertains to the Cowboys. And I don't want to spoil it for the not for the for the people who are patrons. If you want to hear what he did. He might not have picked them to win the division, but he made some ridiculous predictions so, so in the how, playoffs. So, what, how were they going to how were they going to go seventeen and zero if I'm over here picking them to not win the division? <sighs> not everything so you, just, you see is real. You're yeah. just playing spin doctor. Um, by the way, I do want to plug one. It's thing. called playing both sides against the middle. Spin okay. doctors. I remember there's them. a there's a new Twitter account out there called at Meltzer NFL. You got to go follow it. Okay. You got to go follow it. Um, yeah, this is my brainchild, but this is not me. And, uh, it's just tremendous. Anyway, go follow it. You're welcome. Okay. Um, on that note, Doc, we had several other things. Now that we kicked you in the balls, the Cowboys lost. You know, we'll probably get to do this multiple more times this year. Yeah. So, not Saints are going to win their division, though. I, I, I'm not. I can't sign up for that. Hawk, See, not with everybody, Hanks. everybody, Shaq could do that because no, everyone good sucks. For, good for you. I can't do it. Okay, I can. that O line is a disaster. Week, bro. He's bro. beating up people and. In Vegas, you can put Jesus behind that line, and he could float, no, and it won't work because that, that line, line is, is going to so get him. Underrated. Okay, that line is pitiful. I'm not yeah. here to talk football, though. We got a lot. Of, well, actually, maybe I am because Doc had something else football related. I think so. Okay, so it was a good weekend of uh, college football this past weekend. The weekend before was terrible. There was no matchups. Last Saturday night, there was all kinds of matchups, and y'all were stuck. And I watched this too because it was a it was a good game. That that well, it was fun to watch if you don't care. But LSU versus Arkansas game. But over on the other network, it was fucking heel versus fucking heel. When Ohio State and oh, Notre yeah. Dame get it on. Oh yeah, Darren D Man wasn't happy. Oh, that's he right. Big, He's a- we couldn't even get eleven players on the field. God damn it. He's a big Notre Dame guy. I bet you. I bet He's you. Like, he was. This one hurts, bro. This one hurts. <laughs> they can't even fucking count to eleven. How are they going to win a game? Now. <laughs> hey, come on. Now. They're busy accounting uh, uh, the Ten Commandments, and they got stuck on ten, and and, and <laughs> fuck. No good heel versus heel matchup can go without a one of the heels, and maybe both of the heels cutting a little bit of promo work. We need some stick work. Uh, to get this thing going, Mike, I believe you uh, you have some thoughts on 
Um, it takes it takes a big man to follow in the footsteps of Urban Meyer up there. You you really think a lot of the Ohio State coach, right? I don't like Ohio State football. Urban Meyer just neither dumped do, gasoline do on it and torched it. He's just a horrible human being. Um, I told you earlier today, I don't really hate Notre Dame. I, I, I'm indifferent. I have friends that are Notre Dame fans, and I just – I never understood, like, the appeal – to liking them unless you were like from that region or I don't know. It just wasn't, I, I never was into them. They just weren't my cup of tea, but Ohio state nuclear heat. So because of urban Meyer and he's just, a, why, he's what just, is he, What did he ever do to you? Well, he he's covered up, human. he covered up a, a serious domestic abuse issue. For one, he also one was it. running a program that had Aaron Hernandez in it. Um, but wasn't he involved in some little scandals, like like sexual or? or... We're not so going to go that far. I can't, can't speak just say that. those things. But but Allegedly. it's amazing if you would if you would ever heard his interviews around the whole domestic abuse thing with his assistant coach. And his wife was well aware of it, and he claimed his oh, wife didn't tell him about that. it. Anyway, that fool got a that fool got a bad case of acid reflux and fled town too. And, and, and so that so that happened. I I think he I think he gets suspended for several games, and then I will never forget the media calling his games that year. As he all of a sudden, or maybe it was the next year, he was having these headaches. They're like, oh, Urban's really struggling on the sideline with the headaches. And I'm like, when did this turn into the Urban Meyer redemption tour? Like, this He's like dude. Deion Sanders. No, don't no, compare him to no, Dion. No, That's no, not no, even no, close. Come on. It's not like, nah, nah. I, 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 that, don't don't compare those two. In a cowboy hat and he's straight. No, Dion's fine. We'll we'll get to Dion later in the season, and yeah. we're gonna let that marinate for a while because everybody else is jumping in on that. But I think that's pretty inaccurate to compare those two. <laughs> yeah, there's no comparison. Dion's an upstanding human being. You know, does his thing. Some people don't like the way he does his thing. Whatever. They can't stand to gonna... see a black man succeed. You know how that I, feels, right, right Mike? I, I I I like Dion. I hope he has success. I don't I think like he's gonna Dion win too. Here's the you other know. thing. I'm going to get baited into it. I didn't have a problem with what Oregon's coach said. They're just cutting promos. That's all yeah. they're doing. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So back to Ohio State. This asshole okay. Ryan Day takes over after Urban Meyer. And like Doc set the stage, to him it was heel versus heel. To me it was heel versus, eh, you know, it's Notre Dame. Whatever. D-Man loves him. My friend JB out there loves him. I know a lot of people love Notre Dame. Whatever. And, but Ohio State evidently – Lou Holtz, who's 87 some odd years old, was on the Pat McAfee he's got show. Eight decades, almost nine of being a clown. So he's a clown too, by the way. And he's on there working, and he's you know cutting promos on the McAfee show, which I like McAfee it's too. I don't clown show, and I like <laughs> which I like I like McAfee. I don't watch his show or listen all the time, but when I catch it, it's funny. Well, yeah. Holtz cuts some promos. And bitch boy Ryan Day <laughs> got worked into a shoot. And here was his response after Ohio State beat Notre Dame on Saturday night, the 23rd of September, I believe it was. Here it is. Yes. Watch this. Co- 
coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away toughness, and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. Can you take us through the play call to run the ball on fourth down? What was behind the decision to do that for right, you? I'll take a deep breath now. So he works himself into a shoot. Now he wants to calm down and take a deep breath and answer a question. He wants to break it down into X's and O's after he cuts his promo. I'm a, I'm a, so I, I saw this live. Like I watched the end of it. And and when he starts in with this, everybody wants to question. It's Ohio he versus like everybody. He, bruh, <laughs> he sounds like a kid that, that is just overly emotional. Everybody ain't like calling kid, you out. He sounds like a kid who's convinced that the computer's cheating him at Madden. Yeah. I'm like, so of course, half pint. I, I get to get 10 different people messaging me or emailing me about this, this damn promo, this asshole cut. All of them are laughing at him, by the way. All of them are laughing. Like this dude, this dude worked himself into a shoot. And the reason we're talking about it on a wrestling show is because he really got his panties in a bunch and had to he cut got, a promo on an 87 year old man who doesn't even coach anymore. He got worked. He got worked into yeah. a shoot. Oh my God. And he got it. The fucking dyes his beard with shoe polish. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. I was going to bring it up, Hopper, so I'm glad you said it. He's got this beard that's kind of like patchy and it's dyed. It's like the Hogan beard. Yeah. It's worse because it's it's like patchy. Like like it's like he's he's got spots on it that are missing that don't have a lot of hair. I, I, I'm this dude. He's like a mangy dog with shoe polish on it. <laughs> uh, I, it. Yeah, he took the shoe polish dye and he's got it on his beard. Man, this dude. It's, it's and here's the and, other and, thing. And I hate to I hate to to break dispel this myth. We aren't all sitting around in the other 49 states out to get Ohio. The only right. state that doesn't like Ohio is Michigan, and y'all can deal with that yourselves on your own time. Nobody is down here in Texas or Louisiana actively plotting against Ohio or the state. Yeah, no one gives a shit about no damn Buckeye, some fucking state flower. Y'all are, are the rust belt. I love we're watching not, the Ohio State-Michigan game yearly. Like, that's a great game. I mean, when it's competitive. I mean, they've had years where it's not competitive. So, like, sure, I, but... I don't wish death on people from Ohio, Ohio against everybody. What is wrong yeah. with this dude? He's, well, he got he got bettered by an 87-year-old man and then decided he could talk his way out of it, and he can't. 
Hey, and I know you want to talk about this another time, but I just want to say Dion got spanked. That's all right. They'll be fine. They, you know, They're it's his first year. They're going to get spanked again next week. Oh, yeah. And hold on. It's going to be bad, too. <laughs> let, me say, let me say one more thing about that. Uh, Oregon, everybody getting worked into a shoot over the Oregon coach. Have you never spent time in a locker room? Man, the stuff that said sometimes can sound criminal, okay? So get over yourself and your fake outrage. At the end of the day, here's here's the aspect of it that you need to look forward to. Dion said, hey, we got our butt kicked. You know what? Get us now while, while you can get us. Guess what? The next time they play, well, the Pac-12's getting obliterated. But anyway, if and when there is a rematch with those two coaches involved, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, that's, right. that's all I'm saying. So, Personally, you know what? Stop working yourself into a shoot. He, the coach said what he said. Dion said what he said. And next time, we'll have some fun when they play. But people getting outraged over it is just crazy. Dion's gonna be all right, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't understand the hate for Dion either. But that's well. Why is there a DJ in the locker room? <laughs> that's I mean, not traditional football. Oh, it's the pit bull. Bro, you, you want to know what's funny? Go back to the 90s when Jerry Glanville was coaching the Falcons. Jerry Glanville, Jimmy D- Johnson. Just, yeah. wait, 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 wait. When he when Glanville had Dion in Atlanta and uh, MC uh, uh, Hammer would be in there and they're too legit to quit in the locker room. In the yeah. 90s. Remember that video? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the, the 90s they love, were doing that. The video I love with white coaches is the one where in basketball Roy Williams rounds the corner and starts dancing. He's like down in a crouch, and he starts dancing with his players. Look that up if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know which one I'm all, talking about, Mike? Yeah, it's always good to see old white guys break it down with young brothers. <laughs> it's always great, man. These coaches will do anything. It's funny, man. All right, Doc, uh, do we need to get serious for a minute? You want to go uh, to the Dutch well, round? Or I mean, you want to do I mean, else? What do y'all think about fucking uh, the Broncos getting destroyed? Not my problem. <laughs> I got my own problems. <laughs> Hopper, they in for a long year. If that... Oh, yeah, boy. It's and guess what? We're that. getting those fucking draft picks, aren't we? Yeah, there's a second rounder involved. So if they yeah. lose, like, let's say if they end up with a high second round pick. That's the Saints get I mean, it. We're straight, dumbasses. Yeah. So I'm cheering for them to lose. I hate yeah, to say it. Why not? I mean, what happened to Russ Wilson, dude? He forgot how to be great. Yeah. Everybody falls off the cliff at some point. <laughs> how much of that Roy Williams won again? <laughs> that fool came in there with everything but a mint julep in his hand. <laughs> All right, let's uh, God let's uh, damn. let's let's keep going, uh, Doc. Um, we got other stuff to cover before we, uh before we, we got to. Okay, so it, um, do you have a patron review? You said. Oh yeah, I did. Um, one new patron. Harper, I'm cash- gonna send you something real quick. I want you to take a look at it. I'm gonna text All you. Right. I'm glad you said that. We do have one new patron, Cash V. Thanks for becoming a patron. We do have. A pay-per-view coming up in the next month, Wrestle War. You don't want to miss it. The only way to listen to it is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That is tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support the show, get tons of extra content. All of the clashes are there. All of the video versions of the shows are there. The ECW shows, the NWA Power shows, the world-class shows with the uh, SMU heavyweight and myself. 
available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You'll get, basically, you get like between four and eight extra shows a month when you're on Patreon. So tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Like I said, great way to support the show. Uh, also, before I forget, because I almost forgot, uh, we did have one new podcast addict five-star review. Harper's going to love this one. It is from Serial Addict. It says, this podcast is the best thing going today, and you either need to get on board with it or get left behind, baby. The comedy is the cherry on top of the old school wrestling discussion. The people that don't like the content really get my go and should see a life coach. I don't know what that's supposed to say, but they should see a life coach. Yeah. So thank you, Serial Addict. And if you want your five-star review read on air, just submit one on either Podcast Addict or iTunes. And as soon as I see it, I will read it on air and shout you out. It doesn't cost a thing. All you got to do is submit that review. Okay. Doc, you're up. Um, I have a couple of things. We have a few more things. I, the longer we keep talking, the less we have to go talk about this stupid talk show bullshit. Stop. It's not that bad. You're getting on my nerves Harper, with is that. Is the talk show stuff that bad? It, this is the worst thing. See? Says the guy who's not even watching the shows. Uh, exactly. Okay, so here's this may be like sometimes we make a list of things we want to talk about so we don't forget because we're getting old and forgetful. This may be the craziest list, pre-show talk list that we've ever done. Um, Harper. <laughs> I was just looking at this Roy Williams picture. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. I've never had going. Yeah. Um, why were you driving around with egg yolks in your car? <laughs> You see what happens is I go to Walmart and they get the two, you get two eggs for like a dollar fifty. They're in like the little pack, right? So I I eat, you know, the white, right? I eat the egg and I throw the egg yolk out. And it's safe but no, they got seagulls fucking everywhere. It's like you're in fucking Biloxi. And then so I throw it out there and they all just form. They all swoop down. And this one goddamn fucking seagull almost like flew in the fucking car, bro. Flew in a car through the car window. Is this shoot. different? Is this different than the than the 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 um, chromosome challenge ducks that you fought a few years ago? Yeah. Okay. But the ducks didn't fly in the fucking car. He so was you had trying a seagull to get, in the, the car? goddamn yeah, like pretty much almost. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck out of here. So you were throwing egg yolks out the window of your car and got yeah. attacked by seagulls. And I'm like, y'all are eating y'all's own, you cannibal motherfuckers here. And the goddamn seagull basically flew in the fucking window. I had to Did shoot you punch him. it? No, I, I, sh- I shoot them off. What the fuck is goddamn seagulls, bro? I swear to God. They're like flying rats. They are like flying rats. That's true. Fuck. Well, I'm glad that you you survived that. That sounds dangerous, and we wouldn't want anything to happen to you at the hands of. It's like the the, the fucking Alfred Hitchcock movie. The who? Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> you said it different that time, but it wasn't correct yet. <sighs> okay. Yeah, he did make a movie about that. You see that, Mike? 
I'm just laughing. Uh, okay. Um, no. Did you send it already? We do need to say what? You were saying so something what? about did I see the birds? Yeah. Have you seen that the movie birds. The Birds? No. God no. damn, you're black. Wow. I hate you. I really do. Grow yeah, up. Right. That's why. But see, you're white, Harper, and that's why you hate Dion. Yeah. No. I love Dion. It's shaking. I love seeing the schools who have been trash all of a sudden rise up and shake things up. It's it's always fun. Yeah. Colorado's doing that. Uh, Tulane did it last year. Yeah. Tulane and, 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 I mean, Kansas, I mean, they're 4 0. Duke's 4 0. You know, Ohio, little Ohio State, everybody picks on them. They'll be okay, though. Yeah. I love seeing those, those. that fan base has something to fucking cheer about. So yeah, sure, why not? They yeah. got nobody. Nobody likes. I'm sorry, I don't say nobody. There's a segment of the population for college football and in life generally that does not like disruptors. And Dion, I love disruptors. Is a disruptor. Yeah. So there is well, a population of people. Those people when the robots take their jobs. So when the pe- there's a there's a segment of the people who d- who just don't like the way. I mean, it's not just Dion; it's it's others as well. But they just don't like that. I think it's cool, yeah, man. Like you know, here's the thing: if if it was Dion, if it was look look here here's how you, <laughs> here's my loyalties. I'm cool with whatever Dion's doing now. If he played LSU and they were playing for the national title, man, he can go kick rocks. I'd want them to. To murder Colorado, but you know, then <laughs> that's the thing. It's like well, you could wish success on others until they're playing your team. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> like right. uh, I'm, and I'm sure there are others out there who feel that way. Like there might be an Alabama fan who's like, "Oh no, you know, Dion's cool. I like what he's doing. Let them play Alabama in a national title." You will hear Alabama fans curse out the Buffs. So whatever. Now, we're going to thank a couple of people here for something that we don't know who they are, but we know what you did. So Mike and I got a text this week from Harper. In addition to the Seagulls, Harper let us know that we were mentioned on Dutch, Dirty Dutch's podcast. Oh, yeah. So what happened there? Uh, no, they just did some little poll to see like what other podcasts you listen to. Way to sell it. Yeah, well, basically Dutch, Dutch, I guess Dutch and his co-host wanted to, wanted to know, you know, what other podcasts their listeners that listen to the Dutch Pod were, or yeah. who those folks were, or you know what what shows those were, and basically they took a list. And they started marking off how many people mentioned this. So anyway, we were mentioned as one of many shows that were mentioned on Dutch's podcast. We got the same amount of votes or mentions from Dutch's listeners as Jericho's show, which wasn't a lot. But so that that means we should get more downloads. (laughs) So anyway, um, I think Cornette's was the most most popular or most mentioned. Yeah. Doesn't shock me. He's like the Coca-Cola of fucking podcasts, but nothing's, to- nothing's stopping him 
unless he decides to fucking not do it. Bro, the thing is, if even people that hate him, I know, will listen. They fucking hate listen, dude. Dude, they hate hate listen. How many people hate me and listen to this show? No. Bro, Cornette gets people who hate him. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people that hate him that refuse to listen. I get it. Whatever. But, man, there are people out there. And you can tell the ones who hate listen. Because they they can tell you everything he's ever said in the last three years, but they hate him. Like so, and then there's people who can't stand him. And it's like ah, yeah, I just can't deal with him. But he gets he gets listens because people hate listen, uh, along with the people that love him too, obviously. But you so know. we want to thank the listeners that chimed into that poll and got us on there and got us mentioned. It was probably Zoncha and like you know, D Man. Yeah, D man, like oh, you book of territory, and and and, and but someone said that the Piper podcast. <laughs> yeah, Dutch was like, "Well, he's been dead for six years, or how yeah, long?" Yeah, he's been dead for like eight fucking years. Dude, what? Right. What the what? Yeah. Anyway, we would like to thank our listeners for getting us mentioned on other shows. We appreciate that. For sure. 100%. Hey, so we're getting ready. Look, one thing, goddamn, start... subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why don't y'all do there that? You go. Yeah, well, that too. fucking number is. I'm embarrassed by y'all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We didn't want to have to scold you, but Harper got angry. I mean, y'all know fucking every goddamn fart that I do, but y'all can't follow the goddamn YouTube fucking channel. Step up, people. Fuck. No How problem. hard is it to hit that goddamn bell? Come on. All right. Come See? on. Right, Mike? 10-4, Bubba. Okay. Can we get serious for a minute? Because um, I know you got one more thing, Doc. Yeah, we got one more thing, and this is serious. So, Harper, maybe you ought to go on mute. Um, Mike, you're probably going to want to get the video version going so that we can get through this. Uh, we do want to send uh, some heartfelt uh, – I don't want to use the, the term everybody uses, but let's just say let's all keep – uh, good, strong listener and wrestling personality, Ian Riccoboni, in our thoughts uh, going forward for the next few weeks. Uh, it's my understanding that that Ian lost a family member today. And so we want you to know out there that, that we're uh, we're keeping you in our thoughts. How about that? Well stated. Well stated. Ian's a good dude. On that note, let's get into Saturday Night on TBS from April 18, 1992. Harper's complaining. He never even watches the show. Yeah. Before we jump into it, let me just say from the beginning, Paul Lee is cutting a promo. I want to play that. We'll react to it on the other side. Here's Paul opening the show. There have been a lot of rumors in World Championship Wrestling about dissension within the dangerous alliance that we have a problem with Larry Zabisco. We have no problem with Larry Zabisco, but we do have one with Nikita Koloff, who stuck his nose in our business at Super Brawl. Now, instead of getting a bodyguard or hiring a hitman or a mercenary or an annihilator, I got one better. A cruncher. The cruncher. Larry Zabisco, who in two straight falls will dispel the rumors and the Russian nightmare tonight on WCW Saturday night. All right. So Paul Lee says there's no problem with the cruncher Larry Zabisco, and then we go to Missy Hyatt, which Hopper's in love at this point of the show. Fucking mm-hmm. bitch, Miss- just, just fucking turn it off now. Missy then throws to Jim Ross for the show. Jim Ross welcomes us into center stage for the 
Talk Show Edition of WCW Saturday Night on TBS. And he's going to welcome in Dusty, who is the co-host this week. Dusty says it's great to be here, and we're going to get funky like a monkey. Doc, any thoughts on the opening? You knew it wouldn't take long for Dusty to get out there. Well, in fairness, Who's next? I don't know how many times he does the guest thing, but there's going to be a person weekly, so there's that. I mean, who else is, can they dig up to come out here and mess this oh, up? Oh, just wait. Man. We'll have some comedy gold and some of these idiots they bring out. For what real. are we doing, Harper? I mean, seriously. I mean, this is so bad. Maybe it's time for us to quit the show. Are you, oh, it's It's been time, Doc. <laughs> it's been time. Well, we need to hear from this Nikita. Is gar- this is garbage, Mike, and I blame you. Because you knew this was out there when we started this in '85, and right. I didn't. I knew we. I didn't know this was out here. I was. This was my dark period, and you turned on the light, so I blame you. Yeah, the this good was news my dark is, period too. This is fucking horrible. I mean, just imagine news. back then on a Saturday night when you got fucking MTV going on, and oh, I'm gonna watch this instead. Yeah, right. Would you assholes stop talking and wrestle and cut some promos? That's what I'm thinking. I would have thought it then as a kid, and I would have thought it now as an adult. Well, let's go to Nikita's exceptional promo that he's going to cut because he's taking on the cruncher Larry Zabisco in a two out of three falls match in the main event of this week's show. Here it is. Later tonight, two out of three falls. Nikita Koloff against Larry Zabisco one-on-one. Well, I understand the dangerous alliance. They say, Nikita, you put your nose where it doesn't belong. Well, let me tell you something, dangerous alliance. But you have yet to see the worst of Nikita Koloff. Larry Zabisco, you're in trouble. <sighs> Should be a great matchup. What are your thoughts on that two out of three fall encounter? Well, everybody throughout the world knows me and Nikita Koloff uh, were partners at one time. We formed the superpowers. Since coming back to WCW, he has made a statement. That statement is something that we do not know. He showed up at Super Brawl 2. Was he there to, to help Sting? Was he there to challenge Sting? Was he there to beat up the Dangerous Alliance? Larry Zabisco, the cruncher, has been running in to foul deeds with the Dangerous Alliance as far as I'm concerned. Tonight, we're going to find out live and in color right here on Saturday night what it's all about. About Larry Zabisco, Nikita Koloff. Two out of three falls. It's going to be a barn burner, Jimbo. Plus, we're going to be talking to the heavyweight champion of the world, Sting, Whoa, who has yes. a big problem on his hands yeah. in the shape of Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader. All right. Just wanted to play them, set the table to show. Um, any thoughts, Doc, on Nikita Koloff's promo there? No. Yeah. All right. And then they throw it to Dusty. He goes, He's made a statement, and we do not know what it is. So he just <laughs> buried Nikita. <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to oh well, well, let me say this they're trying to they're trying to like create this big mystery like nikita nobody knows why nikita's here is it here to help out sting is it here to help out the dangerous alliance but they're creating this mystery but they never really create a mystery if that makes sense like they're talking about and it like it's a cares. mystery but there's no mystery and, and even this week what's nikita doing he's wrestling a member of the dangerous alliance when he at Super Brawl after the match, he didn't attack Sting. He helped Sting, who was being attacked by members of the Dangerous Alliance. So 
They're like trying to, trying to create this mystery, but there's no mystery. What were you about to say, Harper? It's almost like a a shitty version of uh, primetime wrestling because it was something like this. Kind Similar. Well, yeah, because you had Bobby Heenan and, and the Gorilla Monsoon, but they're actually in a fucking studio. It's almost like a shittier version of that with them sitting in the chairs and there's someone. Uh-oh. Well, we just lost him. I guarantee you he hasn't restarted that computer. And they some pro- if they were trying to do that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, nobody's going to be as funny as Bobby, though. That's the problem with that. No. Well, let's continue. We keep going. We go to Scotty Flamingo versus Johnny Rich. Scotty Flamingo is accompanied by JT Southern. Some guy, as they come out, had a sign that it looked like a first grader created it, and it said something need, like, you catch it. Butt. Yeah, I need you okay, to catch I'll, that sign. I'll catch the sign. The sign, I'll, I'll play. I'll stop it as soon as I get to it, but it says something like, Van Hammer, greatest guitar player in world or something. Here, I'm going to hit play. Let's see if I can catch it. I don't have the exact timestamp, but I'll stop it as soon as I see it. There it is. Greatest guitar player of the world. It, it's, it's spelled wrong, for one. Van greatest. Hammer. Oh, yeah. G-R-E-A-S-T-E-S. Yeah, that's it. And it's not a pipe paper. He ripped that out of a notebook. That's what it looks like. Like it's because you can see under the R of player to the of the world, there's those. Oh, right. Where like (laughs) it seeps through from the marks a lot. God, what a fucking. He turned it. He turned it landscape and just tried to write every word he knew or didn't (laughs) know on this side. That's the craziest looking. That's the craziest looking N on Van Hammer too. Let 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 Harper go. What were you about to say, Harper? It's it's like, well, I got this old three subject notebook from the from the second grade. Just rip this off and just write it on here. That's good. Look at his. Look How at you his spell greater names? Look at everything. <laughs> look at everything. Okay, so the word what greatest is, is spelled G R E A T E S. There's no T on the end. No. Change the Y to I and add ES, right? And in guitar, I, I see G-U-I-T-A, but I, is, that a, supposed to be, is that a, supposed to be an R on the end? It looks like just a line. That's an R that like a okay. kindergartner wrote on there. Greatest guitar player of the wor- <laughs> word. Things got sketchy at the end. We were running out of room. Words were hard to spell. It was like for sale, one owner. It's Cold pretty name bad, name. man. <laughs> Power windows. <laughs> Cold AC. Bobby Blaze will love this. Oh, Wayne, this is perfect, man. Look at that <laughs> car right there. I mean, it, <laughs> Wayne's laughing too at back, buddy. Cold air. One driver, single owner. 
This thing's got power steering, power windows, and everything. Yeah, this that sign is pathetic. That's about as bad as that car they wanted to give Bobby Blaze. All right. And it's worse as it oh, scrolls in. Fu- wait, what? What? what He's got that? some shit on the back. Right, no. there's something on the other side. It no, it's not like either. He put tape, bro. Is that like? That's right. He, he taped over that piece of paper. On. Yeah, because <laughs> it's something about rock and roll. And then, yeah, then it says free, free birds at the bottom. Yeah, it does say free birds. What a fucking weirdo! <laughs> <laughs> you know what it says? Okay, okay, hold on. Under van, it says greatest, and then rock under and hammer, roll. it says rock and rock and roll and i think that says band under greatest and then of the world and then rocket and then roll. it says free birds wait i'm so trying I to touch it's... it with my finger to fucking make it bigger <laughs> but it's not working i think it says greatest rock and roll band free birds wait, something wait, he taped over masking tape Makes sense. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect us to get caught on this. I, well, oh, I, I, had, who, I had it. Who would do this? Uh, a WCW fan in 92? Ah, damn, bro. This is poster board, bro. <laughs> I don't have enough money for poster board. My mother smoked all the meth, and we didn't have any cash to go get a poster board from the from the, from the, uh, from the Rite Aid up the street in the Dollar Tree. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I knew Harper was going to be talking about this 30 years from now, but it didn't seem to matter at the time where I went and just stole it. Well, they didn't have meth back then, did they? Yeah, they did. Just did go they? with it, Harper. I'm just wondering. All right. Well, let's keep going. We got a match here. Scotty Flamingo versus Johnny Rich. And, yeah, at one okay, point. So- go ahead. At one point, Dusty compared himself to Raven. Did he really? Yeah. I missed that, but I got a sound bite wild that I got to play. Wild rock and roll stuff. Oh, God. Kind of like me. <laughs> kind of like you. Okay, Dusty. I do have a timestamp. At one point on commentary, Dusty says, uh, I used to have a little afro. Here it is. I'm telling you, all of them do, man. They're rock and roll. I tell you, it's a new era out there, brother. My hair was never that long, even when I was a baby. Sunset Flip got a near fall out of it. I had a no afro one time, man. I looked good, too. I remember that. I know it, man. Me and you've been down the road a long time. I'm saying we've seen a great change here. Well, you've seen a great change, all right. Anyway, had to play that quick timestamp when Dusty said he looked good. It was a little afro back in the day. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on this match before I go to the finish? I like Raven still. He's not as good as he'll be when he is Raven, but I'll, I can see it coming, so I like it. Um, this went on too long. But if you look at Raven, look at Raven right there, right there. Kids, don't take drugs, because look at him now. <laughs> Come on. This is a good-looking young guy. Yeah. yeah, he was. Drugs got a hold of him, bro. Come on. We all, we all allegedly. Hold, yeah, for real. I don't think it's allegedly. I think he's admitted it. Yeah, he'll tell you. Uh, Raven wins with a 
pile driver. And, and he some chin nuts. Johnny Rich. And he gives him he does give him some chin nuts. From there, we go to a I don't want to say a long replay, but we get a replay. Jim Ross and Dusty throw to a replay of Sting winning the title at Super Brawl. And as they throw to it, Dusty says, There's no other feeling like it in the world, baby, when you win the WCW World's Heavyweight title. And of course, there's no Dusty. other feeling like when you whip out that pencil and book yourself to win that title. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it wasn't like Dusty was constantly booking himself to win the world title. I mean, okay, I can make the argument that he probably could have done it a little sooner. I mean, if you really think about it, he he didn't want the belt. He only had it for like a couple of weeks, even when he won it. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, you know. All right, I'm going to play this because Sting is all over the place in this oh, promo, Jesus in this interview. Christ. I got to play it. I got to play it. I got to play, gotta play it. Because at the you. end, it's so awkward. Listen to how awkward I, I, it is when we get to the end. I, I okay. hate you. This, Great. Is, this here. right here is why this format is the absolute worst. Please play no, it now. You, Sting shouldn't be up there talking for four minutes. No one should. Minutes. Bullshit. Ric Flair could do it. Here it is. I'll ask you a question since... You won the World's Heavyweight Championship at Super Brawl, but after Super Brawl, we know the situation was created by the Dangerous Alliance, really interrupted your celebration, then recently you've been in a world of problems with Big Van Vader, but how does it feel to be the World's Heavyweight Champion for the second time? I can answer this question all day long by just simply saying, <laughs> That's how it felt right there. That's a pretty unique way to put it, Drink. You know, winning the World's Heavyweight title was, was a tremendous goal of mine. I know it is of you, but I know right now that you got to be focused just a little bit. And that focus has to be on 450 pounds. We're talking about a man that says he's as quick as you, says he's meaner than you, and says that you fear him. We're talking about Big Van Vader. How are you going to attack such an individual. <laughs> I like the way you put that individual. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to change my tactics. All I can say is when he zigs, I'm going to have to zag. That's the easiest way for me to do it because, you know, any opponent that I've ever been up against in the past has always been up head to head, smack face to face. I've never been afraid of anybody, never feared anybody. Van Vader, on the other hand, I may have, I don't know if it's fear or just a lot of respect for, so I'm going to have to change my tactics. Definitely, Dusty. Well, you know, uh, like you just said, you made a, a great statement when you talk about fear. There is a difference between fear and, and being ready. I know one thing about the stinger, Mr. Jimbo Ross. I know one thing for sure, that the stinger has never been a fear to no man. So, Big Van Vader, I might be biased, but stinger, if you focus on him, you take him down, and you rub his big old burly nose in the mat for me one time, won't you, baby? I'll do that, and I'll say that's from Dusty Rose. Sting, I know you've got Big Van Vader on your mind, but past Big Van Vader, what are the plans for the World's Heavyweight Championship uh, later on this summer? Well, I've always said I would defend the world title against any worthy contender and anybody in Japan. I think I'd like to go to Japan. The great Muda, Fujinami, there's a host of others over there in Japan that I'd like to defend it against, as well as a whole bunch here. Sound like our champion's ready to go, Green. Let me ask you one question now for everybody out there right now and all the little stingers. If you had one word to say to them, what would it be, baby? Thanks to the 
can't sit down. I gotta go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll just sit right back down. I'm being a gentleman. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I want to thank Sting for being with us. Let's hear it for the world's heavyweight champion. And Why did that seem like the most awkward thing thing in the world? I missed it the first time because I'd already started fast forwarding. Why did that? Why did it just feel awkward at the end? He's like, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead." And Jim Ross is like, "Uh, well, you kind of messed up a flow thing, but uh, okay, I guess we'll go to commercial now." I don't know. This is so bad. Can we talk about Sting's uh, cowboy boots? Why? He's got... So I need to explain this, and if you're a patron, you can watch it. You just go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, and you can see the video versions each and every week. So, he, you know, he's got his face paint on, and he's got his, um, you know, muscle shirt, and he's got a weight belt in his pink tights and cowboy boots. And it it's... I'm like, what what is what is thing trying to do with the look? You can see it real good when he's walking down. Is he wearing real cowboy boots or those wrestling cowboy boots? I don't. Don't they don't look like wrestling? They might be wrestling boots, but they don't look like wrestling boots to me. Man, I, I don't know what, what look he's going he for here. For? I don't know. It just looks really odd. The the, the I don't know. It's just his attire is strange for the interview. And then why did he come out? I mean, if he's a champion, come out with the belt. I agree. I'd rather see him with the belt as opposed to the weightlifting belt. Yeah. And I can't tell if those are real cowboy boots or not. Uh, Man. They look like boots because that, that's not a wrestling sole. You can tell if you look at the left foot as oh, he's moving. Oh, yeah, I see it, yeah. You, yeah, so that's cowboy boots. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, Dustin may have uh, got him for him. Who knows? <laughs> Probably so. Anyway, I thought Doc would love it, so I had to play it. It, I th- it just thought Thanks. it was so good. The screaming at the end, <laughs> the the awkwardness of it all. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah, I had to play it. All right, let's continue. Vinny Vegas in the next match takes on Chris Sullivan, and we get a pretty quick one. Uh, Vegas is going to do the snake eyes, drop Sullivan's head on a top turnbuckle, and Vinny Vegas is going to win. Uh, but, Doc, what do you have from this one? Well, v- Vinny Vegas is better than Oz, at least. But I, I think he's better off as a master blaster. No. No? Those master blaster, blaster promos were terrible. Yeah. Okay. Not that Vinny Vegas <laughs> promos are great, but... Yeah. Dusty buries him and says... I know everyone in Vegas, and I've never seen him there. I heard that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you... Well, so that's not bad, because he's a heel. He's a heel, though, so... Okay. Here's the other thing. okay. Nash is built like a shit, brick shit house here. Let's put a shirt on him. I don't know. He's... I feel like he's kind of slender right now. I feel like he was actually more bulky when he came in as a master blaster. Maybe. But he's had some gimmicks, that's for damn sure. He needs to uh, lay off Eli Drake, that's all I know. Come on. 
I'm not even keeping in touch with whatever you're talking about, so I'll leave it alone. He basically said Eli Drake does nothing but steal the Rock's moves and and persona. These old-timers get real finicky about stuff when they ain't Somebody tries to come up in the world. All of them. Flair does it. Cornette. Nash. They all they all get real finicky about guys that have talent and leverage things from guys from the past. It's it, it kills me that they do that. Because the the old timers all did the, the the same people saying it, they did the same thing. They stole stuff from the old timers back in their day. I mean Flair's even admitted it, so like yeah. come on. All right. Any thoughts on the WCW top 10? They learned how to spell consequences. Yeah, and they've got most of the states right and almost all of them actually. The only the only thing I found was they put a period after NC for North Carolina for Ricky Steamboat, and that's a little yeah. mistake. And for Minnesota, they actually spell Minnesota out instead of putting just He's from the whole state, bro. Right. right. He's from the he's, whole state. He's from like the Great Lakes and everything. Yeah. He's a fish. Yeah. Ravishing Rick Flounder. (laughs) Ravishing Flounder Root. (laughs) Let's continue. We're going to go to the next match. Uh, J.M. Ross and Dusty Rose throw to Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton, who are the WCW World Tag Team Champions versus Terry Bronson and Joe Cruz. We've seen Cruz before. He kind of looks like a mix between, like, Wyndham and Magnum, I guess. Best way to describe him. Oh, yeah. opinion. He's kind of got... He's big dude, not small at all. I know we've talked about him before. Anyway, Doc, let me throw to you. What do you have from this one? Um, all four are wearing red gear except for the back britches of Arn. So three and a half are wearing red. I hate the black and red, man. Everybody watch Arn wears that now. Watch black and red. Arn Everybody man. wears that now. Everyone wears black and fucking red can't stand it stick bandit oh stick Fuck i had different I, I i wore like different combination of colors you yeah. had your road michael vick jersey in your home no but even before that like when i had my fubu gear i had like i had like a like a red and grayish one i had a i had a silver and blue one um like I had a couple different, even my singlets, you know, one of them, it was red, black, and white, but I mean, that was mostly covered because I had the jersey over, but I had a couple different ones. One was just black and white. Anyway. You still got know, your you kinda, shit? You still got your gear? somewhere in my garage. Come on, bro. Put that shit on. Nah, Let's go. That's cool. Come on. Just put it on and just, so when your kids walk in, they could be like, what the fuck are you doing? Just sit there on the couch. Like yeah, just sit there like I was over watching Sports Center. Why are you wrestling here? <laughs> <laughs> run some invisible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my! Lift up the garage door and run some invisible ropes in your garage for the neighborhood to see. Let them know you go, mean business. I should go cut the grass in it. <laughs> Hell yeah! What the hell is that guy doing? That's family that broke down. Them jer- the jerseys I have are like are way too big for me. There's because they're two X's. 
They're just like super duper baggy now. You know why you know that? Because you've been wearing this shit and posing in a fucking mirror. Right. <laughs> because you get that itch, Mike. Come on. Right. I didn't Lace them up, no brother. Bell. Lace them up. Lace them up. I didn't hear no fucking bell. Come on. Well, you know, I mean, I've been trying to get the champ. I'm sorry, Luke Hawks. You know, I'm sorry, Oren. To, for years, hey. Danny Flamingo was trying to get him to book a match with me. For they go years. down there, have a match. I'll come down. You leave your boots in the ring. Your kids yeah. can see you wrestle. You can do like, it. Like who's that old man? I told him I was. I was like, I was like, I, I'd love to do it, but he's just gonna have to whip my ass real quick. There's no way I'm getting in there and doing no 15 minutes. You've lost just your work. mind. All you gotta do is Bruh, work. No, I want. I would want. I would want to do the job of jobs. <laughs> oh, then you need to get me in the ring. <laughs> that won't happen. Let me pick so, you. I can get I bet I could get, you know, what is it? A card? What do you need to get in the ring in Louisiana? I can pass. Oh, the uh yeah. I mean, a a wrestling license? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Okay. Just don't do a pile driver. Well then I'm out. Louisiana and they're bullshit. All right, Doc, what do you have from Arn versus I love oh, the I'm fact sorry, that Bobby brought him over to the camera and punched him in the camera. We I missed that from the studio days. That was like a good right touch. Um, we did have the cameraman miss the Alabama jam completely. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I don't uh, know what else I'm to not say. Sure how? <laughs> Arn um, slams down this guy and sets the guy up for the Alabama jam for the camera. I don't want to say the cameraman missed it. Produ- the producer missed it because there's a cameraman shooting this like there's a that that's the floor camera he's got on but there's a hard camera that sees this all there's another camera across the ring that caught this it's just that from a production standpoint they didn't have the right shot so it's not fair to put it on a cameraman but i hear you but they win i'll put it on whoever i fucking want to pal no you won't hey it's good to yeah. see the champs be dominant that's probably a bad sign for them but okay, you know I've been knowing the champ for twenty five years. Twenty five. You know, bro, y'all think y'all fucking funny? Y'all ain't fucking funny. When, oh, when you really? have, when you imitate me, why you why you always sound like a special person? He didn't say that. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Harper was on when he said it. He said, but Mike, come on, bro. I mean, we cool and all, right? Why wouldn't you imitate no. me? You sound like a special person. We are in fact not cool. Let's go to the the, the WCW magazine segment. Dusty Jeez, hypes this up is war a hat games. On a hat right here. Dusty, Dusty hypes up war games that is coming, and then we go to the magazine segment with Bischoff. And Bischoff talks about Sting's injury. Bischoff says it's a rib injury, but we aren't sure how that will affect him at war games. That's going to be a common theme up until war games. Bischoff also mentions mentions the Steiners versus Fujinami and Izuka. And the Steiners, they cut a brief promo on them. I wasn't going to play it, Doc. Did you have anything from it? It was kind of meh. Right. And that match is going to happen at Wrestle War 92, the Steiners All versus right. Fujinami and Izuka. So just so you I want to watch it. I just don't know that I want to hear them cut promos about it. 
We then cover Brian Pillman and Z-Man settling up for the light heavyweight title. And then Bischoff moves to Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude's feud. And Steamboat cuts a brief promo. And then nothing against Steamboat's promo. Then we go. Did you have anything from it? Just that he keeps bringing up his kid. That kid killed his career, man. Him and that kid and Bonnie did a tag team squash match on his career. Then we go to this weird promo. This is odd. We go to DDP and Jim Ross is interviewing DDP. And I got to play it because this is kind of. We needed we needed Dakota ring or something, bro. Well, I think this happened when you were out. This whole thing with with DDP and WCW management. So this has been going on for a while. It just doesn't make make any sense. So let's go to the promo. Here it is. Well, thanks very much, Eric. And yes, I have caught up with Diamond Dallas Page, a man that's found himself an executive vice president of WCWK, Alan Fry's doghouse, because you've been making unauthorized remarks about WCW policy. Now, I don't want to get yourself in any more trouble, but what is the status of this situation? Well, you know, JR, the way I see it, Diamond Dallas Page is very misunderstood right now. I don't want to talk about WCW policy. I wouldn't dream of it. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't dream of talking about the NWA World Tag Team Tournament that's going to be announced May 2nd right here on WCW. Shouldn't have said that. Oh, man. Speaking about tag teams, which were not, Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams will be in that tournament. This is a serious tournament, JR. Obviously, Eric, nothing has changed as far as Diamond Dallas Page is concerned. Back to you. So I don't understand. The thing that makes no sense is where's their money in an angle with DDP and K. Allen Fry? Everywhere. You just have to have the right vision. Because that's 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 what's so odd about this. And then he's purposely slipping up, mentioning an NWA tag tournament in the weeks to come, which that's going to be a clash soon or down the line. So it's like he's given spoiler. I don't. It's just really strange. I don't like it. Hopper, you still Stop there? Stop it. You must step away. You know he went to go take a shit. Take a he was on break. time tonight, so he didn't get his shit out. That's true. Everybody else is trying to get their shit in. He's trying to get his shit out. <laughs> Lastly, we get a fan question from Sting. I didn't make a huge note of it, but it's something about the fan wants to know, hey, Sting, who do you want to give a chance at your world title? And Sting gives this lame answer that put us all to sleep. So there was that. Any other thoughts on the Sting or WCW no, magazine? No, second no, doc? no, no, no. This was awful. Then we go to Jim Ross, who throws to a video of Van Hammer and the Freebirds at an NBA Atlanta Hawks game. And uh, Doc Hammer throws a lariat at the Hawk mascot and puts him out. So we're running angles now at NBA games. I guess this is a way to get people into your product. Your thoughts, well, Doc? We, we don't know. Well, first of all, that mascot was in severe danger of being hurt for real. Um, we also don't know what that mascot was doing that led to the baby face lariating him. I hope it was something. Otherwise, we have our baby faces at the arena attacking the local team's mascot. 
Right. That's what I thought. That's now, so we may cool. not have seen the whole story, but we can't give WCW the benefit of the doubt because it's WCW. Yeah, it was really odd. So they're doing stuff, and they may or may not know why they're doing it. It's kind of like children, you know? What are you doing? What do you mean? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I don't know. I feel like they, if they really wanted to explain it, they could have done so. I, I don't want to knock it too much. It's just really weird. The reason I say hey, I don't want to knock they it too much. They had the it's... presence of mind to get their wrestlers over at the Hawks game. That that far, that beats most of their thinking usually. That that's where I was going. Like you're you're bringing your stars to a Hawks game. There's going to be a lot of kids there. That that's a good move. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. It just is odd that the babyface Van Hammer throws a lariat at the mascot. That's that's the strange part, right? Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's not the worst thing, just just weird. From there, we go to the next match, which is Marcus Bagwell and the Z Man versus Buddy Lee Parker and Randy Starr. Doc, your thoughts from this? Where's James Earl? Right? He's been. He's not there. He's not going to be back for a while. I looked it up a few months back. He's not there. That's why you never see him with him. Right I feel now. like we need to. We need State Patrol back together, bro. I totally agree. We need State Patrol. I know man. you do. You're like the only person that really, truly I values love the State, State Patrol. Patrol. I love the State Patrol, man. They were always on Worldwide Saturday God, night. They were on every syndicated piece of crap show ever. I'm talking during the during like the the you know night early Nitro days, man. I remember watching. I was like, man, these dudes are tearing it up, man. They need to get a little push behind them, man. I love the State Patrol. Get them in high voltage together and look out. Oh, God. High voltage. Remember them? Yeah. There he is. Yeah. He finished taking his shit. Yeah. It was bad. I, couldn't I hear you, man. I, I Dude, I yeah. remember I was dropping my daughter off the other morning. And then That's what you it call just, it? It just hit me. <laughs> it hit me on the way back from school. I'm like, oh, my God. I got to take a dump. And I'm like 15 minutes from home. And I'm like, oh, God. That moment of oh, panic God. when you start doing the math and it's not working out in your favor. Oh, it was hurt, oh, yeah. bro. Then you start looking for like what I call safe houses, like the, <laughs> like I can shit there. Okay, they got a big lot. I could go shit in there. <laughs> you see, cause, because I go through this every time I go through fucking New Orleans. Because here's the thing: it's New Orleans has no Burger Kings. Or McDonald's or Taco Bell. There's like nowhere to shit, especially in the East, where they got nowhere to piss. I piss behind dumpsters and shit all the time in the Please East. Please clip that. Because there is nowhere to go. He doesn't understand, Hopper. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't care. I want it out of context. I want that as a sound drop. Yeah, it's like you can't. And so I'm like, fuck, man. And I just like go behind some dumpster behind. Some old, old raggedy family dollar or something off a of reed or some shit. <laughs> but the New thing Orleans. is, uh. in Algiers, if I gotta take a crap, I go to TJ Maxx. <laughs> Scope them out. They got a clean bathroom there, huh? Oh yeah, because you see, the problem is, it's it's the homeless people that fucking destroy the bathrooms. That's why, because dude. I remember one time I was driving down St. Claude Avenue, Mike. I had a piss so bad, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? And there's a McDonald's there. I'm like, oh, good. I'm on 
pulling air. There was a coin slot on the door. A coin slot, like on a fucking Coke machine. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I go up to the counter. That's like, how yeah, you solve that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they got like a coin slot. Like, she's like, oh, you got to put a quarter in there to, uh, for the door to open or you buy something. So I bought, you know, whatever, a fucking dollar hamburger or something just so I can go take a, a piss. But yeah, but I mean, you, you, if you got a quarter, you could put it in there. It's like it's like Street Fighter Two. You just boom, put the quarter in there, <laughs> fucking bathroom door to, uh, uh, open because the homeless people would fucking destroy it. Dude, New Orleans never ceases to amaze it a, me. It was a coin slot like on a Coke machine. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? On the to get into the restroom, bro. To get into the restroom, there's a coin slot. Well, that is how you solve a problem, I, I, I guess. That is how you that. solve that the problem. That was forever ago. I hadn't heard that one, man. Oh, well, dude, that's that great, was though. Forever ago, man. Forgot the Katrina. Forgot I was going all kinds of places behind them old fucking abandoned houses. Jesus. And then when you go back there, you fucking realize I'm not the only person who thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we did cut right, a patron you episode. Go to fucking UNO too. UNO was my safe uh, safe haven too. Colleges are safe spaces these days. That's we, true. Um, we you we did do a patron episode on on worst places to take a dump. Remember yeah. that? Uh-huh. The answer to that is every place but your home. That well, is true. kind Our of, Bucky's. but yeah, Bucky's is clean. But but here's the thing, man. It's not really every place but home. Like you know, when I used to go into the office, that wasn't really the worst place to take a dump. There's there's worse places like Walmart. There's always a worse place. Right. So like but, the but office. You want home field advantage when you're pooping. Oh God, I need home field advantage, bro. Because uh, I I I the bombs I drop. I can knock a fucking elephant down who's eight miles away with the stench that I'm dropping. Dude, Monday, bro. Last Monday, I'm driving a slot L, right? And I got to go, bro. Like, it, bam. It's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Remember me? I'm like, fuck. One yeah, or two? The two. And oh, I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Because, because I'm in fucking Mishu, bro. They ain't nowhere to go. It's just swamp and fucking raccoons and gators and shit. I'm like, why am I going to go take a shit? I was like, oh, they get that tr- that little bullshit truck stop on the Irish Bayou fucking exit right there before you, what's it called, the fucking twin span or whatever that, that goes to Slide L? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know, yeah, I know so I pull in there, bro. It's, you know, it's it's that truck stop bullshit with the, the little shit casino with the, with the slot machines. They, they got one toilet and a fucking urinal. And it was all these like Latino construction workers waiting in line. I'm like, I can't fucking. I was so pissed, bro, because I had to go now. And they got one stall and the one pisser. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I was so pissed. I just fucking just fuck it. I'm on a fucking. I'm on risk it. I'm gonna drive the fucking slide out. I was so pissed. Yes, there was two fucking these these. Two Latino guys, and then the broad, this Latino the broad. What? 
this this fucking Latina broad was waiting to fucking clean it. She's sitting there with the bucket on and all. I was like, this is like a fucking Kirby enthusiasm fucking episode. So a coyote was waiting to clean it is what I'm hearing? Come on, my, you see? <laughs> you, you, you. You need to clip that. <laughs> clip what? <laughs> yeah, so, y'all been yeah. telling me all night to clip shit, okay? <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. <sighs> Uh, so fuck. so so, where did you finally take your dump? I uh, when I crossed over, I went to the fucking Walmart. Wow, you had to hold <laughs> crossed it over. Did you die? <laughs> no, he crossed the twin span, which goes yeah. a part of goes across oh, a, the, the small part of. Shit? He he had to drive all the way across the twin span, which took him. Which this is a few miles. It's the smaller part of crossing Lake yeah. Pontchartrain. It's about five at the most, ten minutes. Yeah, it's not far, but when you got to take a dump and it's coming out, bro, yeah. it, it ain't I mean, the easiest no thing fucking, to do. Yeah, I mean, it's fuck. It's like, you know, DEFCON 1. Well, speaking of taking dumps, Wait. Bagwell and Zinc win their match, and then we go, to, we go to Larry Zabisco with Medusa versus Nikita Koloff in a two out of three falls match. And the, my main comment, I do have the finish here, but my main comment before I throw to Doc and ask him what he's got, there are lots of grabbing a hold. These fools went like 30 minutes of grabbing holes and laying on a mat. It's a language barrier. That's the no. problem. Doc, did you have thoughts? Um. Yeah. No one is asking for this match to start. Um, early on, you get an abdominal stretch. I always like a abdom- good abdominal stretch. Somebody should be using that today. Okay. Yeah. Can I get 103.42? You can, but I need to play something before 103.42. Okay. Sure. Dusty shouts out his mama. And anyway, let me go to the audio. Here it is. Quick. Uh, I know Nikita Koloff, as you said, Russian sickle one time, and it's turned out the light support is over for Larry Zabisco. That's what Dandy Don would say. Yeah, baby, we know that for a fact. Say hello to my mama down in Houston, Texas, watching this thing tonight. You know, it's not true that she's dating Jack Collins. The one-handed uh, push-up man. Whoa. She's like a younger man than him. He's 72 years old. I hear that, boy. That makes my mama feel good. This guy went for the... I had to look up Jack Palance. He's the guy that did Ripley's Believe It or Not when we were kids. He, well, he lives in City Slickers and, and Batman. That, that okay. And so then when I looked him up, I was like, oh, that's the old dude who had like parts in Young Guns and Batman right. and Treasure Island. Okay. Did he say... That- yeah, yeah. Well, so most of his movies, guy. remember he most did his, that? I don't remember that. No, it was. Yeah, I think it was for the Oscars. He like comes out to show, you know, the great shape he's in for his age, and he starts doing one-handed push-ups on the on the stage. That motherfucker was seventy-three years old when he brought it. When Dusty brought it up, right. And that's what was funny because JR says, oh, yeah, that's right. Mama Rose likes a younger man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus. But but if you look up like the movies he's been in, like the majority of his movies were were like late seventies and before. Not that he, he was, didn't make movies in the eighties and nineties. He was the bad guy in 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 uh if you ever watch old like rifleman episodes or shit like yeah. that, those those old black and white westerns, he's the you know, the bad guy with the black hat on and cause he Yeah. He looks like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I I realized who he was once I looked him up. I was like, oh, I was like, who is that? And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that dude. I I didn't realize it was his name. So anyway, um, Doc, what timestamp did you want? One hundred four. What? One hundred three forty two. One hundred three forty two. Am I playing audio from it or? No. Okay, so we're Just at one hundred three thirty five. Yeah. What happens here? Nikita shoots a uh, shoulder tackle to to Zabisco, and. I don't know what that botch was supposed to be, but it looks like Nikita is supposed to. Nikita looks like he's supposed to leapfrog over Larry, and is he supposed to be a backdrop or a leapfrog? One of the two, but yeah, it it was a, a cluster muck. Yeah. All right. What other timestamps, Doc? I'm going to tell you this: the first fall was long. They did some holds. But I liked it, and I think they should have stopped the match right there. That's where this two out of three falls was too much. If this had been a one-fall match, this would have been a great match at one fall. Okay, that's fair. But it did, yeah, it did go on too long. So, right, right. the finish, Larry Zabisco pile drives Nikita, but Nikita kicks out. And then Larry goes for a brain buster, but Nikita blocks it and goes to an inside cradle. And Nikita ends up winning the first fall. The and what Doc's talking about here too is the first fall took like fifteen minutes, so it it was not a one of those quick. Whenever you see these two out of three falls, that you know you always get a quick one or just a couple of minutes in. So, and they didn't mail this in. Like Nikita and Zabisco went out there and worked, but they were grabbing a lot of holes. I mean, if we're gonna be fair, and then here's the one, two, three. Nikita wins fall one. Um. The second fall to me is where the crowd got louder. Um, there were more Nikita chants, and the second fall didn't go near as long. What do you have? Do you have anything for the second fall, Doc? No, I was yeah, done I after any. that. I was like, "What are you making me watch two more falls of this shit for?" I was happy with one, and I was good. Now I'm just gonna get angry. Well, what I liked is they didn't go three falls. They just let Nikita win. So Nikita, Nikita, he basically took a beating for a lot of fall too. But then he finally gets control and he goes for the Russian sickle, but Paul Lee trips Nikita. Nikita recovers though, and Larry Zabisco shoots Nikita into the ropes. Nikita ducks and comes back and delivers the Russian sickle anyway. And then he ends up pinning Larry Zabisco in two falls. So my actual thing was, I was like, I'm glad they only did two falls. And not three, especially when you think about one went 15 minutes and then, yeah. you know, the next one went like well, over and 10. Well, it sets up they're mad at Larry. So that, that, I, I got it. That made sense. Hey, my thought on this was this was better than it had any right to be. Yeah, you can say what you want. the best thing ever, but it was better than I had feared. It was much better than it had any right to be. You nailed it. Because... 
I didn't have expectations. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Right. Right. So, again, from here, though, they are working an angle into this. Now Larry Zabisco lost to Nikita. Paul Lee's a little upset with him. So let's go now to one of the last two segments of the show, which is a promo. Jim Ross is going to throw it backstage to Missy Hyatt, who's being messy and trying to get the scoop. Here it is. Welcome back, everyone, to WCW Saturday Night. I understand Missy Hyatt is trying to get involved in a conversation with the Dangerous Alliance. Let's go now to Missy Hyatt. Well, Dreamer sounds like there are some problems in the camp of the Dangerous Alliance. I know one thing. When you lose two straight falls, I mean, that's like getting beat 45 or 55 to nothing. Larry Zabisco got some problems. But do the Dangerous Alliance have problems now with Larry Zabisco? They better not have any problems here next week because stunning Steve Austin will be here next week to defend the television championship of the world. Two out of three falls against Barry Windham. Here are comments from each athlete. Stunning Steve Austin next week. Right here on WCW Saturday night, I am going to prove to you in a two out of three fall match that the World Television Championship is on the wrong person and should be around my waist. I'm going to waltz into the ring and take your title. Barry Windham next week on WCW Saturday night, I'm going to give you another chance to be the World Television Champion. And I'm going to prove to the world that stunning Steve Austin is the best World Television Champion of all time. Dream, that's going to be a tremendous matchup. Well, I'm going to tell you what. All right. We don't have to watch the rest of it. It's actually about to go off air. Doc, your thoughts on first Paul chewing out Larry Zabisco? It's going somewhere. We'll see. Yeah. I love how they they explain why there's someone there with a camera. Nowadays, you just see them sitting, just standing there. Right. Right. Missy's like, I got the scoops. She's got the scoops on Oh, she has two scoops, baby. Just like the uh, Kellogg's Raisin Bran. She's two scoops. I thought you was going to say like, uh, you know, Booberry and Frankenberry and no. Fruit Brute. And... I had to break down and buy that shit at fucking full price. I feel bad for myself. <laughs> I feel bad for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Not the homeless people that need a quarter to get into the bathroom. <laughs> you having to pay full sticker price the on one this blueberry. I've always noticed is that the the Count Chocula is never it never makes it to the fucking clearance rack. That's the first one to sell out. So I was like, man, if I'm gonna get this shit, I better do it now. So I had to fucking break fucking protocol. So you paid full price for Count Chocula. Yeah. So Wow. You're welcome, General Mills. <laughs> All right. Um any thoughts, Doc, on mm-hmm. Wyndham and Austin's promos as we go off air? Let's get it on. I I like that. All right. So that's next week, two out of three falls. And that is how they wrap up the show. They do also say that Bill Freilich from the Falcons will be here next week as a guest commentator. I can't remember how bad he is. I feel like he's bad. Like, just terrible in the job. Well, but everybody's going to be bad in this format. How not much everybody. How do we have of this? 
Yeah, well, what is this? Week three of it? It lasts about two months. So. Damn, man. Bill Watts comes in and says, this doesn't work for me, brother, among other things. But anyway, that's where we're at. This is how the episode wraps up. Before we rate it and hand out the Arn Anderson Toot Toot Award, uh, please go to tinyurl.com slash BTT and become a patron where you can get access to all of our WCW pay-per-views, our Clash of the Champion shows, the NWA Power shows, uh, the World Class shows with Lance and I, and the ECW shows as well. All of that is available on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, plus all the video versions of the shows that the three of us review are there as well. Doc, who are you going to give your, I'm sorry, why don't you rate it first? That's what we always do. Because the two out of three falls was better than it should have been, I'm going to up my grade a little bit here this week and give this a B minus. Auburn, what are you rating it? I'll give it a C plus. Jesus. He's like a fucking parakeet to you, Doc. What? Uh, I said I'm a C plus. A, I'm, yeah, I think your C plus and B minus are around the same thing. I'm giving it a B plus. I thought this episode was fine, especially the two out of three. B plus. Jeez. What a, a B plus. Yeah, what a fucking mark. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. All right. And now we need to give it to toot award out. Mm. Doc, I know you're going to give it to Sting, so let's just spill it. I'm going to give it to that guy who made that sign. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? He taped over it and made another sign. That's resourceful. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like, who who thinks of that? The, I know, baby. Just... My thing is, two things had to happen. He must have went to a previous event and had that shit laying around, or laying in a backseat of a 79 fucking Cutlass. <laughs> and, he, and he got home and he just put that <laughs> tape over it <laughs> or he had tape with him there and says wait uh, hold on hold on I'm gonna make another sign and he taped every, it yeah. what, the, what the fuck bro everybody listening to this has a in their life that they wish would be as resourceful with money as that guy was putting tape on it and repurposing <laughs> one piece of paper. God damn, bro. I get That's four deliveries from shit. Amazon. I get four deliveries from Amazon daily. Oh, God. Jesus. For real? Bro, when I was by his house in July when we were taping those shows, those patron shows that day, behind me as I'm sitting at his kitchen table, there's a a bench seat for like a window, I guess I'd call it. Yeah. And there was a pile of Amazon boxes. What do y'all do with those boxes? You recycle for the environment. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is, I was like, is this the normal? Let, Doc no, just shakes his let, head. <laughs> let me be honest and fair about that set that record straight that was a bunch of donated school supplies because my wife's a teacher and you we don't use our property taxes for things like teacher salary or school budgets <laughs> and so they all go on amazon and get other people in the community to donate 
school supplies so that teachers have enough shit to do run class. That's what that is. So while I'd like to kick Mrs. Duck in the nuts for that, um, metaphorical nuts, not real nuts, um, that bar, that stash of stuff was school supplies. Okay. Got two packages today, though. At so, three yesterday. That was abnormal, but and, normally... And those, school, and those weren't school supplies. Normally, that ledge is still full of Amazon boxes, is what he's trying to tell you. Right. I just don't so want you that. to get too far off the, the page there. You already got heat with Miss Doc for that Wi-Fi password thing, so I'm just trying <laughs> to keep That was the in. most white people thing I've ever seen in my life. What it say? It's <laughs> just the, the Wi-Fi password is written on a whiteboard, on a little little bitty whiteboard eraser thing in the kitchen. I'm, oh. like, I'm like, why would you write that down and put that there? Well, who's going to see it besides the people that, that's in the household? Right. Bruh, I'm a paranoid motherfucker, okay? And I feel like I feel like you just don't write that down. Okay. Whatever, bruh. I've always that's used terrible. to I used to write it like, like on a post-it and just stick it on a laptop. There you go. Can't and she got mad at me because I said I, I was talking about her whiteboard with the fucking... Bro, you should have seen it. It was some white people stuff because there was some other stuff written on it too that you only see in white people. Like, don't forget Lunchables. It was, I'm just saying, bro. You would not see that in no black household, man. And that's what she got mad about. And now she's still mad at me because of that. Or for who are you giving your toot toot award to? Ah, uh, Sting's boots. <laughs> Fuck it. Sting's boots. Yeah. Okay. yeah. See what yeah. this has done. We made it through seven years of giving out awards seriously, and this format has destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my toot toot to I don't really know. <laughs> I don't have a. Do I have to give it out? I sure. mean, I think I'll give it mine to Missy because she looks great. Like uh, when you paused uh, it just yeah. now, she don't looks. Move it. Mm-hmm. Leave it there. Leave it yeah. there. Yeah. Don't get off Skype. <laughs> they rubbing one out. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it to Sting's Boots, too. I think that's a great choice. And uh, that's how we're going to wrap up this week's episode. So. Uh, before we get out of here, Doc, let me throw to you. Anything else? Man, I, I've had it. I'm shot. Y'all, I'm, y'all I'm tuckered out up. tonight? Yeah. Grab a hole. Yeah. Grab a hole, for real. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's going to wrap this week's episode up. Another fun ride through the talk show edition of Saturday Night on TBS, which is not as bad as these two fools it's and hooligans. It's bad, Michael. No, no it. it's not. It's stupid. You know it. It's not. I'm getting tired. I'm getting. I'm getting tired of this. I mean, I'm tired of y'all beating this up like it's the worst thing ever. Okay. It's not that bad. Okay, the while they stop doing it, I don't have a good answer for you. Well, it's not the best thing ever. I'll but come on, you starting to fucking put it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well it's time for us to get out of here 
Uh, Hopper, we're going to roll. It's uh, We're done with this week's episode. Hit the tagline so uh, we can hit the sack. Book it, bitch. <laughs>